Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Church. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
the midst of the brethren You think that he is with you But you will never know what is on his mind Now planning and plotting From pretending that he is loyal when he's actually disloyal A faithful man, a faithful man who can find Loyalty is important to find all those who swell the church
Tell your neighbor, stop looking dazed. This is our church. The rest of the dancers will come after the word. And the rest, and the other singers as well. But for now, you want to bow down your head. And you want to just prepare your heart for the word of God. Pearl has already sung half of it. I'm coming to preach the other half. Father, thank you. Thank you for a Sunday like this one. I pray that as we come before your word, you will speak to us. May we never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? Yes, I'm also glad to be in church. Amen. Now, I'm going to be preaching a short but very important message on loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. That's why I said Pearl has already preached half of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Loyalty and disloyalty. One of the reasons why businesses are so small in Ghana is because of disloyalty. If you leave the thing for anybody, they won't do it well. One of the reasons why churches are so small is because the churches are full of disloyal people who are looking for an opportunity to turn your heart away, to change your heart and to take you somewhere else. Are you there? I said, are you there? Mm. Is it true or is it not true? And you see, it is one of the devil's traps. What amazes me is that he doesn't even need to change it. It works all the time. And you wonder, you would have thought that, oh, as we are seeing what has happened to others, we would have changed. But somehow, we look with our eye, and yet he gets us all the time. So, don't play with this teaching that we are going to be having in the next two, three, four, five weeks until campus closes. Are you here? Now, what is loyalty? Another word, a synonym, the same word, the same meaning for loyalty is faithfulness. Faithfulness, the ability to be faithful. The ability to be faithful. What you say you will do, you do it. Your yes is yes, your no is no. Many of us are given to change. The Bible says that you shouldn't meddle with somebody who is given to change. That's a very dangerous person. He says yes, he says no. We are walking into election year and that's when you will see disloyal people manifesting. Yeah. Oh, you see it. As soon as one party looks like it's ahead, some people will leave the other party and cross. It's true or it's not true? Yeah. They'll cross over. And you can see that it's not from the heart. Oh. They are chasing something. Yeah. They are chasing something. Are you with me? Another meaning of the word loyalty, loyal, to be loyal, it means that you are unchanging. You are, you are unchanging. You don't change. The ability to remain the same. The ability to remain the same. Many people over time, they change. They change. You see, but it's very, very, very important that you remain the same. Are you here? Yeah. Hmm. In the church, what we need are loyal people. You see, there's a scripture. First Corinthians 4.2. The scripture, I need you to remember it and maintain it in your mind. And it says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. What we need from you is your faithfulness. Amen. So you will find that sometimes you are in something and somebody who is not as gifted as you is given something to do and it's not you. And you need to look at it well because sometimes the reason is that you are not faithful. That's the reason. That's the reason. So the person may not be as skilled as you. But because the person is faithful, it's better we put the person there. What the person doesn't know, he or she will learn. Somebody who is unfaithful is very useless. Very, I will explain it. Very useless. Very, very useless. I like to, every time I preach on this subject, I like to ask the young men who are not married a question. And so as for here, most of them, <laughs> So, you are going to look for a wife, and you come and you tell me that I'm looking for a wife. And I tell you that, oh, there's some sister being, Charlie, prayerful. She can pray, pal. She's an excellent cook. I've tasted her food before. She's very respectful. 
I pay Susu as a, I mean, as a student. On him, I mean, she learns. Come on, come on. Her GP is good. It's good. Doesn't she sound like a good wife? Yeah. You know. Then I tell you that there's only one thing there. You see, when you marry her, every year there are 365 days in a year. 364 days of the year she belongs to you. But on one day, only one. Only that you don't know the day, but only one day in the year, she'll go and sleep with your neighbor. Is it still okay? Oh, I thought you said you would like to marry. She said, oh, I forgot to add that. She's beautiful and her shape is like Coca-Cola bottle also. Ah, Have you seen that just because I said for one day in the year, just one, one over 365, just one day, look at how you are shouting. You say you don't like again. So in other words, because of her unfaithfulness, her good cooking, yempe. Because of her unfaithfulness, her respectfulness, yempe. Because of her unfaithfulness, her, her, her prayerfulness, cry, we don't like it. Because of her unfaithfulness, her Coca-Cola shape cry is useless. And that is why when you come to church, and today you are in church, and tomorrow you are not there, and today you must be here, you don't come. Today this is your portion. You say you will do, you won't do. That's how God also is looking at you and saying, I don't like. That's why he say, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. Yeah. And many Christians are very, very disloyal. It's true. Now, in the scripture which says, moreover, 1 Corinthians 4, 2, it is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. A steward is a servant, somebody to whom something has been entrusted. Are you there? That's a steward. That's a steward. And they're saying that what we need most of from you is your loyalty. Let me show you another scripture. Luke chapter 16. I'm reading from verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And that's why when you come to church, often we will give you something small to do. And when we see how you do it, then you are given a little more. So you are in your center. And you feel that you are more anointed than your center director. Well, I came to tell you, your center director is more faithful than you. So maybe he's not that great a preacher. He will learn because he's faithful. But all your skillfulness in preaching is useless to us. Because we don't know tomorrow when it is time to come to meeting, you will tell us that, oh, you see, eh, you know, I was called to go. That's why in this church, one of the things you will never see us use in any of our churches are shovel players. We don't use them. We have absolutely no use for you. A player who plays for money. Usually they are very unfaithful. So they'll be there playing. Then if somebody gives them just five cities more per day, they'll just, oh. Hmm. You'll be waiting. You have a program, Charlie. We're all building up to the program. On the day of the program, they will not appear because some other guy has given them five CD more. We have no use of you. Your skill behind the piano is zero. It's useless. We don't like it. But you see, there's an even more dangerous verse. Hmm. Hmm. Verse 12. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? This scripture is the reason for a lot of the poverty that you see in Ghana. People have been given, they are working for somebody. No faithfulness. You just handle it anyhow. Then later you want to start your own business and God is looking at you. See, when you were working for somebody, you were just some cost recovery. You just didn't do it. Why should I give you mine? Yours. Uh, you are looking at me as if it's not what the scripture. Read the scripture for yourself. You have gone to school. Yeah. Somebody else's own. So you handle it carelessly. Careless. Hmm. The center is not for you. And your center director says that come and do the praise and worship for me. When you feel like going, you go. When they are going to play football on that day, you say, oh, I can't come. My here, my here. 
Meanwhile, the here that is paying you is just football you want to go. God is not mocked. God is watching. He can see. So you will fool your center director, but God there, you will not fool him. You will not fool him. If you said you were going to be a dancer, be a dancer. Be faithful to the dancing. Somebody else may be taking the credit for now. But if you are faithful in it, God will give you your own. If you are not faithful in it, you'll be surprised that you'll be doing something that's not working because God has not given it to you. And the reason is that it was for somebody else. So it was not important to you. Hmm. Are you there? That is why many people become obscure. To be obscure means that we don't even see you. We don't even see you. For me, the best example I can think of are a lot of the gospel singers. I should call them a lot of singers in the church. You see that they become obscure. So they were in the church. It was another man's. Then they began to feel that I'm anointed and I'm bigger than the church. And then they have taken themselves. So they can't be depended on. As they take themselves, sometimes they release one. It doesn't even stand. But I catch you night, that's the chair there. You see, if you are not a singer, don't start feeling good. It's only because this is easy for us to remember and think about. Yeah. So when you feel that you are good in something, just be there coolly. I said, just be there coolly. Yeah, but they don't allow me to, to, to show. Please. If indeed God has called you, in his time, you will see something. Hmm. Luke chapter 15. Whenever I preach this part of the message, I like to call it the rope to obscurity. If you want your life to become nothing, darkness to fall on it, then this is for you. Luke 15. <laughs> it says A. The Bible says that a certain man had two sons. And the younger son came to the father and said, give me my own. Give me my own. The Bible says that the father divided unto them his living. Luke chapter 15, it cannot be so difficult. <laughs> Not many days after that, the, son, the younger son gathered everything, took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance. In riotous living. Now, I need to show you something about this story. First of all, this younger son asked for his portion. But I need you to see that the Bible says that the father divided unto them his living. Meaning that the younger son got his, but the older son also got his. Yes. I told you that there's a definition of loyalty which means that you don't change. You don't change. So the older son who was staying with the father, he didn't change. He stayed there. The younger son, when he got what he got, then he realized that, <coughs> oh, son, is a lot. And he decided to go a far country. I think it is when he got his inheritance that he left. I don't think it was his original plan because he would have just asked for money to travel. But he didn't ask for money to travel. He said, give me my share. When he got his share, then he did what? What's it long? He left. The Bible says that he went because he didn't want anybody. You see, he went to a far country. He took his journey to a far country. Why? Just like some of you, you don't want anybody to talk your matter. That's why you used to live at P3. Just here. But as you returned to school, you picked your things and you went. So that nobody can talk your matter. There are many of you in this church. I am fully aware of what's going on with you, but my mouth is shut. I don't say anything. I don't say anything. Yeah, I don't see anything. Yeah, I don't see anything. 
I've only got rope and cement and uh, some plaster and some cello tape. The one that your heart, your heart requires when the, the, the distraction comes, that's the one I will use to church you. That's all. But saying something, I won't say. Because the father was there, he looked as the boy was collecting his things. And the boy went far. And the Bible says that he wasted his substance on riotous living. When you go where you have not been sent, you will go and waste what you have. And we see it. Many musicians wasted. Wasted. Beautiful voices wasted. Beautiful instrumentalists wasted of no use to anybody. Wasted. Hey. Yes. Continue. Verse 14. You are very quiet. But this is what happens. When you have spent everything, when your voice is not nice anymore, most of you don't know that voices age. Yes. You don't know that voices age. Yeah. You don't know that fingers can stiffen. Uh-huh. If you had been playing as you were always playing, they would have kept nimble. But because yourself had come, that you are so important and so called. So, Charlie, as they were, yeah, the fingers are now stiff. Yeah, you used to drum, it was going easy. But now you ha- your feet and your hands can't coordinate. That's when a famine will come. You can notice that the famine did not come when he had all his money. It came after. It came after. And the Bible says that there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. I've been a pastor for some time and this is one of the saddest things in my life. People who are in the house and you tell them things and they don't listen and the years pass and when they have wasted all then they now start looking. Hmm, pastor, what you said it was true. What is the use of what you are telling me? I knew it was true when I told you. Hmm. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And the man sent him to feed swine. This boy never thought in his wildest dreams that he'll be a feeder of pigs. He'll be a feeder of the very thing he and his people despise. Maybe you have never thought of yourself as a shower somewhere. Maybe you have never thought of yourself as a thief somewhere. Maybe you never thought, you never thought that you see counterback. Hmm. <laughs> the church is very quiet. It's quiet. Ah. I'm just talking to you because as you have joined the church, your heart should not change. As you pour your strength in the church, your heart should not change. There are so many of you, you think that when you are doing your things, it's the church you are doing. You should see the way some of you manifest. Yeah. One correction that you received. I'm going to my mother church. Are you there? And most of the time, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Your shepherd came and found you in a compromising situation with some, with somebody, and warned you. Instead of you to realize that the Bible says that he who loveth, he chastiseth. And for you to take it, you got angry. What do they mean? Then your heart began to change. Some of you, when you started coming to this church, you loved it. The church is still the same. Nothing has changed. It's your heart that is changing. Yeah. It's your heart that is changing. Hmm. Are you there? You will discover after you have moved out that the church date continues. We'll miss you as an individual, but we will not die. And the church will not shut down and blow away. Yeah. Are you in the house? The boy... Famine caught him. The part of the story I like is that the guy was wise. At a point, he sat down and said, Ah, my father's house is not like this. Servant cry is better than me. And by the grace of God, he found the humility to turn around and to go back. 
Amen. As you have found yourself here, don't be a fool and allow somebody to come and start speaking to you. Yeah. And start saying things. Recently, what was the recent one we heard? That the church is what? Occultic. We are occultic. Then what are you? If we are occultic, then you're occultic inside because you are a church member. Yeah. I've heard all kinds of things. Um, this church, we share beloveds. You see, even to believe it, you must be stupid. Even to believe it. Uh, what's another one we heard? This church, they don't pray. That's why I stood here to announce the fast. Because this fast I announced, the leaders are aware. They will do it. You won't do. Then you will stand there and tell us that they don't pray. When they are doing the all nights, where are you? Where are you? Do you know the number of all nights that were done before the Swollen Sunday here? Do you know the number of all nights per week? Keep your trap if you don't know. Just be cool. Enter the thing well. When you enter well, that's when you will see things. Because we don't believe in pretense. We don't believe it. We should come and say, we are praying 5 to 7 five on Friday. We used to do it for many years. After a while, we discovered at 5 o'clock on Friday, people are tired. That's why attendance is highest at a quarter to 7. Those who come early, come early praying that 7 o'clock will reach fast. But the majority come at a quarter to 7 because they are tired. That's why we changed it. So it's not that we don't know how to pray. Where are you when on the pages we are waking people up at 4 o'clock? This week you wake up at 4. 4 to 6. And no, you tell us whether we pray or we don't pray. When you are sleepy for the rest of the day. And we are here at 5. If you like, come at 8. Mm. Hey! Are you there? Oh, don't worry. I'm just facing some demons that are trying to enter the church. So loyalty is important because it's the most important thing. It's the number one criteria. Another reason why it is important is because inside every church, there are some enemies. I need to describe, those were the enemies she was singing about. I need to describe those enemies for you. And they are described in a story. Bishop calls them the fifth column. They are described in a story, a true story actually, of a general who had been assigned to take down a certain city. But the city was surrounded. In those days, cities were surrounded by fortified walls. When you see the size of the wall, you nah. So even to break through the wall was not easy. It couldn't be done. To go under the wall couldn't be done. To go over the wall couldn't be done without risking your life. And a friend of the general came to ask him, so how are we going to, how are you going to take this this city. And the general said, because the friend was telling him, oh, look at your soldiers, four columns, as they call them, outside, four battalions outside. And the general said, don't worry. I have one battalion inside the city. At the right time, they'll open the door and we'll walk in. That's the fifth column, the fifth battalion. And there are people in every church who are the fifth column. Who are these fifth column? The double-tongued Double-faced, two-timing, nasty-loving, loose-talking, membrane-complaining members of the church. These are the people. You see, when I stood here and I announced that there is a fast Monday to Friday, some people said minus me. I don't have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with you. You can choose to be spiritual or not. But those I have a problem with are the ones who will go to their friend and say, eh, eh, they say we are fasting. <laughs> they announce their fast. I'm not fasting. Will you fast? That's when you become an enemy. If you are, look, Christianity, and one of the things about Christianity is free will. If you are wise, you fast. If you choose not to be wise, it's your own decision. Yeah, we don't have a problem with you. But the fifth column are those people who are in the church and then they begin to speak bad and turn the hearts of people away from the church. You are a snake and a devil. And may the judgment of God come upon you. Yeah, I've said it. Remember, you shouldn't curse. I've not cursed anybody. I've laid it down. If you come and walk on it, it's for you. Yeah, it's for you. These are the people inside the church. 
You are there, oh. But then they start to talk. Ah, this is our center director. That's something too much. Every day is believing himself. So the people who are in the center, who were believing the center director, now their hearts begins to change. Now their thoughts begin to change. They begin to poison people. The people were happy till you came. It's a sign. This general was outside the wall. But there were people inside who were going to open the door. The Bible says that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Satan cannot bring the church down. So what does he do? He employs church members to bring it down. He employs church members to go spreading stories. He employs church members to go saying things. He employs. Recently, a young man in this church asked me a question. And when he asked the question, I think to him, he felt the question was some way. And he apologized for us. I said, never apologize for your question. You have come to the right place. You have a genuine question. You want a genuine answer. Is it a problem? If you ask the, the question, why cry? are we going to fast for five days? What kind of suffering is this? It's a legitimate question. Uh, is it not a legitimate question? So you are free to ask the question. Just make sure that you are asking, oh, couldn't we have fasted? You know, I know that fasting is six years. How come would they not get an answer? So those of you asking the question, the question is because we have become wild. That's the reason. We have become wild. Yeah, you fight extreme for extreme. Look, if you want to prove God, something to God, eh, become wild. He'll believe you. He'll believe you. Jesus, 40 days old. Oh, I've not asked you for 40 days. Missy 5, now we'll cast her. I didn't ask you for one week. I just said five days, Monday to Friday. I've left your, your Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And it's also because some things are not brought down in a hurry. This week, we are going to deal with these family spirits disturbing people. Yeah. I have so many people. You are a nice young girl. You go to sleep. Harassment and So, so harassment. You see, those who are in it, eh, they are happy that they will get freedom. So, you, if nothing is worrying you, don't go and spoil their hearts. Leave them to come and get their deliverance. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Those of you who gather together to speak against the leaders that we have appointed in the church, be very careful. Be very careful. Because we can only handle this church because we have other leaders. How much can I do? As you are there, do I know your name? Do I know where you live? If everything depended on the few pastors, the pastors are very few. And we are even reducing every day. There are just about four or five of us. How many are we, Pastor? One, one two, three. We are just five. Divided by thousand and something people. I don't know. 200 people, can you visit them? About 250 per pastor. Any of those they are assigned to me, do I don't know when I will come and visit 250 people. I call it, do I know where you live? I love you like Hamatano, but I have not come to visit you. <laughs> Are you there? That's why other leaders are needed. And as we have picked the other leaders to help to let the work go, then you are there cutting our legs. Jesus said something. You see? <laughs> Paul rose up. And you Before I tell you this one, Paul rose up. And he began to fight the disciples of Jesus. He was so sure he was working for God. Until the day. Until the day. Acts chapter 9. He was on his way to Damascus. Full of his self-righteousness. And as he was going. The Bible says that a light shone. And he fell to the ground. And he heard the voice. And he said, who are you Lord? And then Jesus said, I, it is I, Jesus. Who you have been persecuting. Continue. Continue. Before you are where you will discover that all your memory and complaining is against Jesus. Because Jesus was the one. Let me give you the scripture. <laughs> I have to end for today, but I'm going to give you the scripture. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. Let me find my scripture. 
Before you say that, I'm preaching something that's not inside. Oh, hey. Hmm. Look at the scripture. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Jesus was speaking, speaking to his disciples when he said, He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Mm. Are you there? The people who are leading you have been sent. They have been sent. If you reject them, you're rejecting me. You reject me, you reject my bishop. You reject our bishop, you have rejected Christ. The principle is here. It goes on to say, he that receives the, a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So he that does not receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, he doesn't receive a reward. And that's why some of you have been here for a long time, but you are not blessed. Today, I'm just sharing with you that you must change your mind and change your heart and become a proper child and a proper person. That's why I said to you that I like the story in Luke 15. When you see that you are on the wrong road, you change. You change. A large church is only possible because we have faithful people there. Loyal people there. Today, I'm calling you to question your own loyalty. Where is your own heart? Yeah. Because some of you, the way you behave, I just wonder. I just wonder. I just wonder. You send your leader a text. This thing that you said, what do you mean by that? You should, yeah, in this church. I had not yet done this teaching. That's why I didn't fly at you. But when we finish this loyalty and this loyalty, if you like, send that text again. Send it again. I will match you one on one. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I'm ending. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 10. A very serious scripture. You see, people think that you cannot be sacked out of a church. You can be. It's not what we want. It's not what we wish. But if we trace it that you are the source of the issues, this is your scripture. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Many years ago in the life of Lighthouse, there was a young man who took our father and bishop on. In those days, the church was just one church. In his room, other members of the church would gather to talk about him. They were all people who had come to Christ through him. But when they met, they would ask questions. Is he anointed? Is he called? He drinks too much water when he is preaching. What does he think he's doing? Why is he always walking about? Our father shared the message with us that every time Saturday he had diarrhea because he remembered that he's going to meet these hostile people again. And so as he prayed, Lord, what should I do? The Lord showed him the scripture. So he called the leaders meeting and he told the guy that, well, unfortunately it appears that you don't believe in my ministry. I think you should go elsewhere rather than what you are doing. And the guy said, oh, it's not a problem. I'll continue to be here. He said, no, 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 you'll not continue to be here. And he asked the guy to leave. I thank God he asked him to leave. Because if he had not asked him to leave, what we know as Lighthouse, what we know as UD, what we know as First Love, it would never have been. Today, my prayer is that you will take heed unto yourself. In this church, we don't talk about leaders of any kind. We don't say wrong things. We don't murmur. If you have a friend who is a two-faced, what, a two-faced vulture, today, tell the person, if we are to be friends, this thing you are doing, it must stop. Otherwise, we cannot be friends. Are you in the house? Yeah. So that the church will survive. Nobody wants to join a church where there's infighting. Let me speak in the last few minutes to some of you 
who are in the different basantes as we call them. You are in a ministry, you are in a group, you do something. You sing, you dance, you take offering, you do uh, cleaning, you do whatever. That place is a place for loving and growing. And it's a place to draw more people to yourself. Not a place to talk about leaders. Not a place to criticize those who are in charge of you. Not a place to express your opinion. Me, I've come with my mind. Please, carry that mind to your classroom. Over here, we are doing what the Bible says. We know what we are following. And we know what we are about. And we know who we want. Stand to your feet. This afternoon, you want to bow down your head. Some of you have some repenting to do. Just start to talk to God. Just start to talk to God. Ask him to forgive you. You didn't know. When you were criticizing your leader, you didn't know that it was not allowed. You didn't know that it's very some way. So just ask the Lord to forgive you. Just ask him to give you another opportunity, another chance. Like that young man, when he discovered that he was eating with pigs, he didn't attempt to defend himself. He just turned around and went back. The beautiful part of the story, his father had not given up on him. I have not given up on you. Your leader has not given up on you. So just pray for yourself for a few minutes. And ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to forgive Lift up your voice. Just ask him to forgive you. Just cry out and ask him that Lord forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, we never knew. Some of you, you even have the guts to call our prophet Dad by his birthday. God forgive you. Forgive us, Lord. Reba Salamane, this afternoon, there are others of us. You are here this afternoon. But for you, it's not an issue of anything in the church. It's Jesus that you are not sure you are connected to. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to him. Without him, we don't really have any hope. Without him, we see everything collapsing around us, getting spoiled around us. So I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says that your name must be written in a book that Jesus has. It is called the Lamb, the book of the Lamb. It's your name in the Lamb's book. It's your name in the book of life. How does your name get there? The Bible says that we have all sinned. We have all fallen away. The Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags in front of God, no matter who we are. And that is why he sent Jesus to shed his blood because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. We couldn't shed our own blood. And that's why God sent Jesus to pour his perfect blood for us once and for all. This afternoon, I'm inviting you to say to Jesus that I have a part in that blood and I thank you for pouring it. All he needs from you is for you to accept his sacrifice and ask him to write your name in the book of life and that way you'll be saved. And so if you are here this afternoon and you are not sure that you are born again, you are not sure that you are saved, 
You are not sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Maybe you are even in church working all the time, but you are not sure that if you were to pass away, if, if the Lord Jesus were to come today, you are just not sure that you go with him. If that's your situation, let us solve it today. Don't leave here without resolving it. I want to invite you, and I'm saying if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, lift up your right hand, and we're going to pray together. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift it. Just lift it. Yes. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see them. Now, if your hand is lifted up, I want to ask you to do one more thing. I want you to step out boldly and just come to me right here in front. Just come. Just come. Let the ashes, let the pastors help you to come. Just come. Just come this afternoon. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Jesus is calling you this afternoon. Can you hear his call? Your heart is beating. Your heart is pounding. That's Jesus calling you. And he's saying, come, 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 come. Set, stretch out. Just set out of where you're sitting and come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. You are standing by your friend. And your friend is making you feel that you shouldn't come. Shake him up. Shake her up and come. Each one of us will give account to Jesus ourselves. Stretch out and come. Just separate yourself and come. Just come. If you are standing here in front, I want to lead you to pray to receive Jesus. Bow down your head and let us pray. You want to say these words after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Aidiasi. God richly bless you.